Hey everybody, it's another Thursday. I want to say welcome to the conversation, Outspoken Opinionated. Of course, I'm your host, Edwin Meyer, back again as an amazing Thursday. Day has been great. For those who aren't familiar with what's going on on Thursday evenings, this is the conversation. We are on Facebook, This the conversation, Outspoken Opinionated. First of all, let me give you a disclaimer. So homeboy decided that he needed to get his, te his teeth fixed. So I got these veneers on. I can't pronounce it properly, so bear with me. But if you are on Facebook, I'm asking you to go and like us, The Conversation Outspoken Opinionated. We're also on YouTube, The Conversation Outspoken Opinionated. We've been giving a rise to Spotify, so we are on Spotify as well. So you can go there, you can follow us, you can listen to us. And guess what? We're also on Apple Podcasts. So now we've been giving you guys, we give you guys all the different options. You can go ahead, you can listen to us, you can watch us on YouTube, and you can just have a great time with us. We have some amazing, amazing guests that have graced this Um Grace's platform. We have some amazing guests today who's going to grace us as well. So, guys, tie your belt because that's going to be a serious road. Because I told you guys, we have the boss ladies in the house. I have some amazing boss ladies who's going to be here with us. But in the spirit of celebrating National Women History Month, International Women's Day, I want to introduce you guys who are watching to something. So, a year ago, I stumbled upon this. It's called the Warrior Women's Project. It is actually uh, written by 21 immigrant women um, from around the world. Uh, most of them are here in the States. Um, and so I'm asking you, in celebration of the International Women's Day, go out to your bookstore, go to Amazon and buy this. It's called the Warrior Women's Project. One of the ladies in this book is going to be on the podcast soon. So I recommend that you go ahead and buy this book so you'll be able to interact with her. I tell you, the stories in her are amazing. The stories, stories in her are extremely familiar because as someone who's immigrant from the continent of Africa, um, being in America, I understand exactly what they're talking about. And so they talk about the first time they saw snow and all the great things that happened when you first come to America and the cold and all that stuff. But hey. Celebrate. We ask you to go ahead. The Warriors Women Project is amazing. 21 stories of 21 immigrant women. Um, and so I ask you to go ahead and do that. So in the celebration of International Women's uh, um, Day, National Women's History Month, I wish out to three amazing ladies. Unfortunately, one of the ladies will not make it here tonight. But I have two amazing women, uh, people I've um, really, I would say, respected. I've Follow them. One of them really don't know that I follow all her food stuff on Instagram. I never went ahead and, and like follow her, but I would just follow I'm like, oh my God, look at this food. Ooh. The other lady, um, been following her for years. Um, so um, we have two people. I have Tanya Abraham. She's a climate change and urban sanitation specialist. She currently works with the World Bank. Um, I mean, when she sent in her bio, it was like, oh my God, like this lady has done so much. I mean, her portfolio is huge from climate and disaster risk to climate change advice. She does some greenhouse gas accounting support. I mean, her evaluation efficiency of the municipal solid waste management is just over the top. Um, she's traveled a lot. Then we have, of course, Cookie Vincent. I'm not, I don't want to spoil her last name. So I'm going to wait for her to really tell us this new name that she acquired a couple of years ago. She can tell her how to pronounce it. But Cookie, of course, is a global marketing and social media marketer. She currently is the director of marketing with Agora. She hosts and owns 
Culture Crew Podcast, and she is the CEO of Creed Hair Care. And let me tell you guys, before I bring them on, my son is a fan of Creed Hair Care because that's the only product that can get that wire loose. So I'm going to bring them on. So welcome, guys. Welcome, Tanya. Welcome, Cookie. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Great. Thank you. How are you? I am good. I am having a great day. I always have a drink. I don't know if you guys have some, but I do. Oh, man. I should have got some. I was telling Tanya that I went this week and got veneers. And so my speech is a little bit, uh, I can announce it too well, but I will try my best. (laughs) But thank you guys for honoring the invitation. Thank you for being here. Um, This is super dope for me as we celebrate, um, you know, International Women's Day, National um, Women's History Month. It's super important that we really celebrate black women who I consider boss ladies. And why I said that is because I thought, like I said, I follow you guys. I've seen what you guys have done. And I realized that in your stride, in your strength, you've done a lot. And a lot of people don't, they don't try to uplift our brown and black sisters. And my job as a black man is to uplift my sisters. And so I just want us to jump right in, if that works for you. And Cookie, how do how do we pronounce the new name that you just acquired a couple of years ago? I just acquired. <laughs> um, it is Osei. Osei. So easy. Yep, Osei. Okay. Um, it's uh, and to be honest, it's a very. If you Google the last uh-huh. name, it's a very popular Ghanaian um, last name. Um, but oh, okay. I, I, obviously, I am a Liberian. But yes, I'm married to a Ghanaian, and that name is so common in the culture. Yeah, I try hard not to murder people mm. names. I look for them to pronounce it, and I follow what follow that. Okay. So um, I will go to you guys. So this um, this um, International Women's Day, basically, you know, they came up with a theme, and I heard about it. It's called Breaking the Bias. And Tanya, I want to go to you. When you hear Breaking the Bias, International <laughs> Women's Day, what, you know, uh, um, how have you been able to break the bias? Okay. Well, I think that, you know, when we think about what this bias could be that, you know, uh, they're talking about, it's kind of dismantling this whole patriarchy um, in a lot of spaces, um, you know, whether it's professional space, uh, you know, just being out there, like men tend to dominate, or at least there are biases towards women, like women are too emotional, women are too this, women are too that. And, um, you know, I, I think for me, with trying to be a little bit more intentional with my thoughts and like my initial perceptions kind of question, okay, um, this, this person might've said something in a meeting, like, let me think about, am I being biased with uh, how I'm reacting to this or what I'm thinking about what was said? So I think in my capacity, um, you know, a way that I can see myself trying to, you know, dismantle that is just, first of all, just controlling how I think and react and see certain things. Cause it could be that, I'm also biased being an African and you know what I mean? It it could be that that is just something that's done in a particular culture. So it's all these little bits and pieces really that I think can, can help us to dismantle this bias that exists. Cookie. 
Yeah, absolutely. Tanya could not have said it any better. You know what I mean? Uh, I do think that it is an unconscious bias, you know, sometimes um, that happens in different walks of life, whether same similar to what Tanya said, whether it's in the workplace or um, uh, wherever you may be. So it's just I think it's important for us to just, you know, focus on like bridging that gap, you know what I mean? And like working on um, gender inequality and segregation. And even though we've made a lot of progress, there's still a lot of progress that needs to be made in, um, in different areas of, of our life. So I think um, I'm glad that it's a topic for this year's International Women's Day. And I think it needs to always continue to be a topic. But it's good that we're focusing on it because, like I said, progress has been made, but there's still a lot that needs to be made. In it. And it's, it, the proof is in the numbers. It's not even something that is just being said, you know. And it's crazy, actually, that um, it still has to be um, like a, a topic of discussion, because if you look at the numbers on one side of it, it's like women are black women um, in particular, but it's International Women's Day, you know what I mean? So we talk about everybody, but me being a black woman, that's, you know, what I associate with. And it's like, we are um, the ones starting businesses more. And, you know, um, even in terms of um, when you think about women in um, education, we're, we're, we're furthering beyond just black women, but black women in particular, too. We are furthering our education more. We, we're, we're earning more master's degrees and PhDs and things like that. So it's like we're moving away from where it used to be, but there's still that gap. So the, we're, 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 we're going, we're climbing up the ladder in other areas, which should move us up higher, but it's not happening on, on one end of the spectrum. So as you talk about the bias, I want to just jump straight into pop culture. Cause I think something happened recently. A lot of people just overlooked it and moved on. And those are the things that really get to me. And then I start to watch people how they operate. So everybody's seen Rihanna. Rihanna is pregnant. She has her belly out and she's living her best life. <laughs> and then I read in the so I'm the person where when people um, when there's things going on I read comments so I am a huge fanatic when it comes to comments on social media I go and I read comments and say I see these comments as coming from women you need to cover up why is she walking around with her belly out nobody I'm like okay first of all I'm trying to understand that is there a rule on how women are supposed to dress when they're pregnant. So now you guys, the ladies, um, I know Cookie, you've been pregnant, you have a child. Are there rules around that? So I'm asking you guys, I, I, I just want to know, because I don't think there are rules. I think she can, walk, she can wear whatever she wants to wear. <laughs> you know, this is an unpopular opinion, and I'm just going to keep it 100. You know what I mean? Um, I love Rihanna. I'm part of the Navy. You know what I mean? But... <laughs> I do think that um, I did say this. I did say this. I love Rihanna. When she first came out, I was like, yes, you know, give belly. To the but I did, like, so similar to the comments, I did make a comment to say, dang, but every day now she would just be, <laughs> be exposed. <laughs> I'm not so you know I, I know I'm probably I'm definitely the unpopular opinion because I did say this. You know what I mean? Just because like especially the um the Anna Wintour, um was it Anna Wintour? She went to her show. Yeah. Uh -huh. She was in the lingerie and stuff like that, and um, yeah. and again, I don't even think it's really like a Rihanna thing. Like someone even made the um the statement when when we were talking about it that like Lizzo, Lizzo over overdoes it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and again, don't I don't like it's just I think it's my thing is like the overdoing of it. So uh -huh. I know that's what I said unpopular opinion. You definitely got, but I I got to keep it real on your podcast and I like I, that. I, 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 that women are doing that, and I support it, but I do think it's like. 
everything in moderation. Miss Tanya, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, I think I'm kind of on the same uh, bandwagoning as Cookie. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely not someone that's like, oh, when you're pregnant, you have to be modest. You have to cover up. No, absolutely not. And like when she first landed, when she first dropped that photo and we found out it confirmed all the rumors that she was actually pregnant. I was super excited. You know what I mean? Still, I'm excited. I think for me, it's just like there can be too much of, you know, I wouldn't even say a good thing. Like and even when we think about it back home, like you know, like in different parts of Africa and other parts of the world, like when you're pregnant, you probably don't want to be wearing that many clothes and you're probably either walking around in your lapa or you got your little, you know what I mean? So it is something that I think we're used to seeing maybe like in more private spaces, like, but she's, I, I, I admire how bold she is, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, Atayana, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can wrap so it up I, a little bit, you know? But this is where I'm coming from. And I think it's because, so, uh, when, um, I, I know that when women are pregnant, they're extremely hot. It's very uncomfortable. Not trying to say anything, but I feel it's like, hey, if this woman feels that what she wants to wear, let her wear it. If she, and I'm so, and I don't want to be mean to her, but I think she looks really good with that belly showing out. She does. And so, you know, I think it's like, but for me, what I think what really gets me is, and your comment of, you know, with Tyler, so it's like, I've seen like really bad comments. And I'm like, oh my God. This is a human being. She's oh. carrying a child. Like, take time with her. And so when I looked, and then for me, it flips because then it's International Women's Day, and it's National Women's History Month, and everybody want to talk about the women and how they love women. But I'm like, okay, you were just trying to tear down a pregnant woman by the way she looked. So that's why. So those are the things for me. And so I just want us to move now. What is your definition when it comes to a boss chick or a boss lady? And I don't want to say the other word, but sometimes to say the boss B and all that stuff. But what is your definition cookie, cookie of a boss lady? Oh me, okay. Um, yeah, I think it's it's whatever you whatever you make it. You know what I mean? Um, you're a boss in your own right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So whether you're a boss, um, mom or a boss boss or a boss whatever you may be you know what i mean um is you owning that you know you taking it and making it yours you being a disruptor you know in the space that you're in and um and i think that's what makes you a boss you know you're going against sometimes going against the status quo um but yeah i just think that no one can necessarily um I don't think that's a title that, that that someone else needs to even put on you. It's a, it's a title that, that you that you put on yourself and um and, and, and you wear it. You know what I mean? And as long as you're 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 doing um boss stuff, you know, I'm not gonna use the the you you use profanity, but as long <laughs> as you're doing boss stuff, um, you know, and, and like I said, being a disruptor in your space, then then yeah, I, I can I consider that, you know, being a boss chick. Absolutely. Yeah, every, I agree with absolutely everything Cookie said. Um, you know, for me, a boss is someone that's also like um, forward thinking. A boss is someone who's fearless, you know, in whatever space it is that they're in. They're someone that owns their actions. They they own the results of, you know, whatever it is that they're implementing. Um, and they just kind of exude their own excellence. Um, but I, I think Cookie nailed it. Like a, a boss can come in any and every form, you know. And I think I really like that. I like the fact that bosses can come in any form and it's, they're disruptors. And I think that's for me is what's extremely 
that's the set apart, for lack of a better word. That's the set apart for me when I look at, I don't want to say regular people, but when I look at people who haven't taken themselves into that space where they go in and want to walk into a space, they, they, they command the respect. They command the, the, like you said, they are disruptors. I go in there and I, hey, you guys are going to listen to me because this is what needs to be done. And for me, and it's funny because I I like boss chicks. I just like boss ladies. I, I really enjoy a lady who walks in and knows her work. And there is nothing you can tell her that's going to deter her from whatever it is that she knows she's thinking. And so, but moving forward with that, um, right now you guys are like, um, I mean, Cookie is running 500 different businesses. Um, ching, ching. Um, <laughs> Sonia, you're doing things. I'm just like, okay, um, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, I'm just in my little world and I'm like, wow, these people do all of this stuff. And you're holding everything down. But Tanya, in your profession, where are you right now? In your profession, in your business life, where are you as we're speaking right now? Um, I would say that uh, professionally, I'm kind of teetering at mid-career. Um, I feel like I, I've definitely left the starter block. I'm, I'm, I'm well on like the course, the track, um, finding momentum like building confidence more and more. Um, one thing I love is like after a while, your reputation starts to speak for itself and that helps you climb as well as like, you know, getting on different projects, getting exposure, networking. So very much professionally, I would say that, you know, it's, it's looking good. It's looking promising. Um, and I would say um, uh, when it comes to business for right now, I am in the very early formative stages. Like I know what it is that I love to do. I know what it is that I want to do in so far as entrepreneurship, but um, it's just kind of making sure that everything's in place before I can really like get off the, the start block, even though they do say that there's no perfect time. So when it's time, like just sometimes you just got to start. So I probably need to take that advice. Um, and then personally, I would say that um, all things are well. Um, single, uh, but definitely open. And I saw it single. Slide in her DMs, y'all. I slide in her wow. DMs. Wow, let's go. Let's the DM, guys. We're going to have five dates. Let's go. Let's go. She's bomb. You know, if I wasn't married, I'll take her. So, <laughs> just saying. People, let's go. Move on. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's pretty much me. Like, you come to a, a point and stage in life where, like, yes, I would obviously love to be in a relationship right now, but even in not being in one, I still have never felt as confident as I feel now, you know? So I'm, at a, I'm in a good place. The lady with 500 different businesses, the husband and the son, where are you right now? Um, I'm also in a good place, to be honest. I am, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I graduated in one week with my MBA. Um, that me too to be honest because this this was a journey i started it before i um I, I got pregnant with creed um and i and i actually dropped out and i restarted it again um you know um during the pandemic um and i'm glad i did and 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 it's crazy you know like because i dropped out um from when, when i started versus when i got back in my mind was different like you know i i felt like i was ready for it then but then, and I was, you know, but then just kind of taking a break and coming back in, like as a mom, as a business owner, I was, I, I looked at it completely different. I, 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 um, 
the way I approach my classes was different. You know what I mean? So it's, it's definitely in a way, I'm kind of glad that it happened like that, you know, um, that I was able to like, you know, approach it from two different perspe perspectives in my life. Um, yeah, I, I'm a director at my a marketing director at my company. I'm, I'm able to employ uh, most all my team is all women. Um, I even was able to uh, employ one of my friends recently. You know what I mean? So that's um, that's a good thing for me. You know, it feels good um, from like um, the corporate standpoint. And then with, with Creed Hair Care, um, I, I'm happy with, with, with that as well. I'm happy with what we're, we're, what we're able to do. Last year, we were able to um, donate 20% of our proceeds to Leukemia Research. Um, that's a fight that I'm still fighting with, but I, I'm happy that I was able to donate to a local um, organization based in Baltimore um, and that we're able to, to, to impact the community in, in some way, shape, or form. That is great. Like I said, you guys are doing so many great things and super kudos to you, Cookie, for doing this. I mean, being married, having a child, running a business, getting in school, finishing school, I think that's huge. Uh, a lot of people don't focus on those things. And it's funny because I've, my, so my past time, I watched documentaries. And so I'm into this new documentary. It's on Apple TV and it's called The Us You Don't Either the me you don't see or the us you don't see. But it's Prince Harry and Oprah and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're really talking about mental health. Mental health is a huge issue for me. Um, I suffer from depression. I was manic depressing uh, before. So I know when you watch these things, I understand. And so I'm looking at you because I know life can hit you so many different ways. And I like the fact that you said when you came in, you came in with a different perspective. Because now you're a mom. You're a business owner. So when you're going in your classes and doing stuff, you have a totally different perspective. I'm having a conversation with somebody the other day, and I said, when I'm studying, everything about, did I pay my car now? Did I pay my car like, it's, like it's like you have so many things going on, but what the, the fact of the matter is you're so focused on doing it. So I really, um, I take my hats off to you. I say congratulations on what you're doing. What do you know now you, you wish you knew five years ago? Cookie. Um, trust the process. Mm. Um, to be honest, you know, because I think similar to what you were just saying in a way, it's like I think um as people, you know what I mean? We just try to like what's the like you know, what am I doing? What what's the next thing? What's the this or what's the outcome for of this gonna be? And you know, just kind of just um I don't know if that's you know, we're all Liberian here. I don't know if it's that yeah. that's our Liberian culture, you know what I mean? Well, to just kind of be people in general. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People in general. So, mm -hmm. so sometimes you just gotta, you know, uh, I, and that's something that, that, that I know now that I, I wish I would have known before, because I think at times before I was just kind of like, and I still, I'm still on the go, but I, I trust the process. You know what I mean? And if I get derailed, I still trust the process because as I just mentioned, like look, look, the end goal is going to be good. You know what I mean? So just trust the process. So, um, I think that um, one of the first things would be um, closed mouths don't get fed. I think for a long time, like, I just always felt like you pray for it, you manifest it, you know what I mean? You just keep your head down, you work hard, and things will happen. No, sometimes you have to, like, knock on those doors. You have to literally, like, put yourself in someone's space to let them know, like, I'm here, I'm eager, I want this. And I mean, what better than to say it out loud, what it is that you truly want? Because the, the, the worst that can happen is it's either an, oh, not right now or no, thank you. And in which case you've already, you've already learned from it. It's still, it's, it's still an experience that you can 
you know, like learn from. So that's the first thing. Closed mouths don't get fed. And I think the other thing um, would be sometimes my mom told me this. This is advice my mom told me that I feel like I've only really taken heed to like a recent sometimes. And I'm going to say a swear word. So sorry. It's okay to bullshit. If someone asks you a question and it's something you don't necessarily know the answer to, sometimes it's okay to give your best response at that point in time. And then if anything, you can always come back to them through with an email. You can come back to them like with a, hey, I should have actually elaborated on that. And then you give them what you research. You know what I mean? But half the time, if you just trust your instincts and trust yourself and that you know it, you that, that, that thing that you think is BSing is actually the right answer. So I think those are like the two main things for me. And that is why I wanted you guys to come on this show for us to do this boss lady effect because I knew you guys had it because trusting the process is extremely important. We are in the world now where everybody wants to, everybody wants to know the end. You want to get into something, but you want to know that it's going to work out properly. So I get in a relationship because at the end of the day, I know it's, it's going to work. And so if it doesn't work, I'm like, oh my God, like, oh, everybody's going to look at me. I'm going to be a failure, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, it ain't work. Move on. Can we go to something else? What is the what is your favorite thing about you, Tanya? Wow. Um, my favorite thing about me, I would say, is um I, I, I love to learn. I love to learn about different people. I love to learn about like you were talking about documentaries. Mm-hmm. I love documentaries, like history documentaries, any kind of documentaries, speaking of pop culture, like the Kanye documentary that's like out right now, I finally got to like start watching it. And I'm like, wow, it's a whole new side of Kanye that I didn't really know about, you know? So yeah, I think just like, I, I love to learn. So that's probably my favorite thing. Just a sad note. I can't, I don't know why I can't get into it. I started and then I'm just like, ah, nah. <laughs> I, my favorite thing about me, it, I, it's, it's so out of, I feel like it's weird, but to to even say like, oh, my favorite thing about me, but I would say that I'm resilient, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I definitely think I'm resilient and, um, like, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of, you know, my, my own situations, um, you know, my reactions to different things and, and, and even those that are around me and I'm able to, you know, um, to, to bounce back in certain situations and, and things like that. So I, I would say my resilience. And, I ask this question because um, it's it's important for us to really, really, really appreciate ourselves. There are so many times we don't. We don't appreciate ourselves. We just, like you said, we're just going day by day and we don't realize that, you know, hey, I like this about me. You know, there was this thing like I like about I really like this about me. Like I talk about, I like the fact that I am an extrovert. I'm out there, but then I also like my me time. Like, I love my main time. Like, it's super important. Like, I have to have my main time. I'm like, what do you mean by your up? No, right now, I don't want nobody around me. I want my main time. I can go to the movies by myself. I can go to the restaurant by myself. I can go to happy hour by myself. I can do everything I can do with other people by myself. And I love, that's what I love about me. But you guys are, you guys are in the public. Yeah, I love it. And everybody, they said, people said that's a Libra thing. I'm like, no problem. I don't care. That's your business. No, that's cool. Yeah. I love it. Damn. People, my friends in college, you should be, they're like, you're so weird. You go to the movies by yourself? Yes, I do. Tanya travels alone. Tanya travels. Have you ever traveled um, by yourself? Yes. That's what I I think that is so dope that y'all do that. Can I just say that? Like, it's so dope. She goes to international countries and stuff like that by herself. And I'm like, 
I'm going to find friends. I'm going to go there and I'm going to meet somebody or a couple of people and we're going to that's no. Remember when I first graduated from college, all the countries I went to, I went there by myself. I bought my ticket and I just flew and I met people there. I made friends and people I'm so friends with today. It's cool. Go on, you got to organize people. You got to find out this person when you come. You got caught up your schedule. I'm on my way. Well, you guys are in great professional settings. I will say you guys are all in corporate America. You guys are women. You guys are black women. And you guys are young black women. So now, let's go into the real, 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 real part. What are those things that you realize at work or in your profession or whatever you're doing that if you were a male, that would probably not happen to you? And you sat down and said, if I was a dude, he probably would not have sent that email to me in that way or said that to me like that in that meeting. I mean, to be honest, um, we recently, we actually recently did this thing at work. It's like a, it's almost like a Myers-Briggs, but it's not. It's called a PCM personality thing. And apparently I'm like a promoter, which doesn't really sound like the, like the term, um, only like 5% of like people in the world are promoters or something like that. Um, and that's my base. But anyway, long story short, um, I think for like I, I don't I don't necessarily have those issues um, anymore, but I, I I I've also I also like the same way companies um, put you on a probation period. I put companies on a probationary period, so I'm not necessarily like I, I with the spaces that I'm in, the companies that I'm with, like I vetted them the same way they vetted me. You know, so I would I know that there's situations out there, but. I don't necessarily put myself and the reason I've been with my company for so long is because I vetted them and, and I know that I wouldn't be in a situation like that necessarily. Um, but I do think that there, um, that what wouldn't happen to me, um, if I was a male is in, in terms of, um, the wage gap. Um, if, if, if you, if you're okay with that as an answer and, yeah, um, answer. yeah, I do think so. And I think it's good now that people are becoming, because I think in the past, Wage like salary has also been like a hush hush thing, you know, like oh you can't say what you're doing and stuff like that. Um, but now I think um, more more job boards are doing it, um, glass door and stuff like that, so you can kind of see like oh this is what so so and so is doing and this is what so so and so is doing and um, and being conf- being a boss, being confident in what you do, um, knowing that you deserve a seat at the table, and ninety percent of the time you're overqualified for that position and not letting them um, bring their like masculinity or their, um, their privilege um, and make you feel like you're less than. And um, so I, I do think that that is, uh, that that's something that's big in, in terms of like the wage gap, but, um, but that's something that, that, that we're combating, you know what I mean? And um, you know, um, and, and coming in and asking for what we want and if they can't offer it, then gotta go. Yeah, agree. No, absolutely. And I would say with my organization too, with it being the World Bank, you have people from all different walks of life. And uh, honestly speaking, if there's any kind of bias, I don't know if it's necessarily with women, it, it might be like particular races or, you know, from a particular part of the world. Um, but overall, really, um, before I could say maybe with uh, motherhood and the flexibility that comes with that, right? Um, but I know that the bank in particular, like, we get emails with colleagues taking paternity leave and the paternity leave at the bank is like three months. Maternity leave is like six months. So, you know, I, I don't even think you, you see like much kind of roadblocks for women as such. 
Um, and then also more and more, I'm seeing more societies, more clubs, more like um, opportunities for mentorship and stuff like that. So I think those traditionally are probably some of the things that are missing that kind of make it difficult for some women to climb or to grow. Um, yeah. But definitely within the bank, like Cookie said, it's, you know, it's about finding the right organization that's the best fit for you as well as you being the best fit for them. And then sometimes you find like, you know, Cookie touched on the Myers-Briggs personality test. Sometimes you're in the right organization, but the composition of personalities in the team can make it a little bit difficult. So, yeah. and I like that you got you said that because I think for me, I work better in an environment when um, I work. So I'm in clinical, but I work better when I'm the only, like I would say, researcher person among a lot of clinical people. When I get with the other people who are like who see things similarly, like me we tend to clash. And so I've been in environments where, you know, we all, you like, you put all of us in one bag and I'm like, okay, yeah, they didn't for me. I got to get out of here. I got to kill somebody. <laughs> but, and I, you have to, and what I've seen a lot of times, well, you know, uh, with young women or young girls, it's like, find your niche. What are you good at? Okay, when you find what you're good at, okay, now you have to find this company or this environment that works for you. Now you're working for them. Does it work for you? Does it accommodate you because you're a single mom? Does it accommodate you because you don't drive and you have to take public transportation? Do they have like all these things that you know you want and is it close to an uh, entertainment place? People who do like to go to happy hour. You want to work in the suburbs, well, then you got to move 30, 45 minutes before you get to the city and all that kind of stuff. So you have to figure all that stuff for you. And one of my, my mentors told me, well, when you get a little bit older, that's how you think. When you're younger, you just want the money. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I've never been like that. I got to know where I'm going to be, how it's going to be. Is it going to work for me? When I go to those interviews, I make sure I ask them questions too. What is your environment about? What do you guys do? Like, what are the diversity here? You got to know what's going on. But can I actually say? Can I actually say yeah. one more thing, Edwin? I think we also have another advantage, um, uh, being Liberian, because like when you ask about like um, men and women, you know, in the works in the in the workspace and how like have they had it better? But also like we have we had the first female elected president. You know what I mean? Um, on the continent, you so. you're just going in with my questions. Go ahead. Oh, well, you're gonna, yeah, and I, I do, but I mean, I think that it's like we maybe, maybe we do have a bit of a um a, a little complex, you know, a little superior, you know, superiority complex with us because it's like we have like a woman can't be a president, you know what I mean? And um and, and I don't know, like that's that was actually the time that I moved back to um Tanya was that's where Tanya and I met by the way in Liberia doing Ellen Johnson, and I'm not you know I'm not getting political here, but I'm just saying we met in Liberia at a time. Where she was, you know, raised in the UK. I was raised in the US. We both um, went back to Liberia, where when I when our president was was a woman, and we were able to see, like at that time, my aunt was superintendent. Um, like Tanya had um, aunts who were like, you know, ministers and this and women. You know what I mean? So it's like we also were lucky enough to be Liberian and live in Liberia at a time where we had women in top positions. You know what I mean? That had never happened historically. And I think that's super important because I believe I had this particular conversation last year uh, with um, Baku. Baku was the boss lady I brought on the show. And we had a conversation while we, talked, while we talked about the progression when it comes to women from Liberia. 
We talk about, oh, I see somebody. We talk about, <laughs> we talk, I talk about the progression when it comes to women from Liberia compared to women who comes from like maybe East Africa, other African countries. It's totally different because it's, just, it's like you can, when you meet a woman from West Africa, let's say even from Liberia, the way she speaks, even her stance that she takes when it comes to whatever it is, it's totally different. When we talk about marriage or we talk about that we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, we're talking about people um, having kids, people who want to have kids. And then there are people who are okay when they're having kids. But you see that most often when it, now that like someone said, I think it's a millennial thing, but I also think it's a Liberian thing. I think Liberian, the part of the matter that we say we got big mouth and we are very vocal and our women are extremely progressive. With the whole Ellen Johnson Surly thing, and now we have uh, um, Joel Howard Taylor, who's also a vice president. We're seeing we're seeing chief justices, we're seeing ministers, we're seeing um, ambassadors, we're seeing like female do great things. And so, like you said, I think maybe it probably is something that we we're like. Uh, we've seen this move next. What's <laughs> what you got to say next? But since we're on this subject about influential women, I will ask you, Tanya. Which woman, which woman has influenced you the most? The most. Um, I don't know if I can narrow it down to one, but okay, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Say, um, probably, I mean, cause the, the two women I know the most, my, my mother and my grandmother. And mm -hmm. I mean, that is like for so many, I, I have like the utmost respect for both those women because the sacrifices that they made, you know, are just, um, so many um my mom uh you know she worked with the un for 25 years uh unhcr so she was like in the refugee camps and you know with that choice that she made that career path that meant that she couldn't raise me she you know she didn't want me to you know have to be like you know raised by nannies essentially so you know i respect her for that she had a great career she made sure that she made time for me we have an amazing uh relationship uh she you know she's a barrister she's got like all these like, you know, credentials and stuff. And she's just also really down to earth. We have such a great relationship. Um, so I'm inspired by her, like on every single level. And then my grandmother too, you know, um, like she, she was born in 1930. She came and she literally went to uh, university. She finished undergrad here. She did her master's here um, at Harvard. I'm like, what? Like back in the 50s, 60s, that's incredible. So, so yeah, the 50s, so, you know, uh, th those are the two women I would say really inspire me, but also, you know, working in international development and working in the environmental space. Also people like um, uh, um, Greta Thunberg, who is like 17 years old, you know, she's inspiring. Even yeah. friends like Cookie, who are, I tell Cookie she's superwoman because she literally, you know what I mean? She, she, she feels kind of inside of business. <laughs> Exactly. So it was hard to narrow it down to those two people, but I'm inspired by a lot of women. Amazing. Cookie? Yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go the same route, to, to be honest, as Tanya, and I'm going to say my mom, 1,000%. You know, um, when I think about it, um, when I moved back to the U.S., um, after moving to Liberia, and I thought I was actually good. like, I, I, I want when I when I moved, there, I'm like, forget America, I'm not coming back to this place, you know, you know. Um, and then I did. Um, but then when I came back, it was like having to like, it's I like having to start all over essentially. And it made me really, it, it really made me um 
see my mom in a different light. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, and that was hard for me, but my lonesome, lonesome, no child, no nothing. You know what I mean? And it's like, dang, like this woman was like, this place because of a war, you know what I mean? Had her businesses going, everything like, you know, like doing a home business, everything doing extremely well in Liberia and then has to come to America with three children, you know what I mean? And, and start, you know, from, from the bottom essentially with a master's degree, you know what I mean? And, and all these things, you know, and, but, and, and worked, um, work so worked so many jobs you know what i mean and 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 never there was never a time where we where we wanted for anything you know what i mean and um and also you know but dealing with so many other things societal pressures you know like relationship stuff and you know just and never seeing it you know what i mean like i never like i know now as an adult that these things happen but it's like i don't remember seeing my mom like sad or um or, you know, but it's like she when she was going through these things, you know, and never showed it, just always showed up and made sure that like we were in a happy and a, and a healthy home. And I admire her for that. And um, I wish I could just be like half of the woman that, that she is and, and able to still be, um, you know, just a, a, a ray of sunshine at all times. So she's definitely my number one. I love that you brought that up because I know that has always, that has been my strength. Um, I was married. I got a divorce. So I had to start life all over. And I remember crying. Oh my God. I, don't have, I, I was living with my friend in a room because I had to start my life all over. And I was just like, and I sat down one day. I was like, you're crazy. Your life was uprooted from your country. We went to Ivory Coast, start life all over. You go back to Liberia, another war comes. You have to start life all over. Then you come to America. I'm like, that woman don't do all that stuff. She did it four or five times. And now you're doing it one time and you complaining? And I was like, wow. Like the things that sometimes you don't look at until you get in it and realize that, ooh, she did that and she in front. One day, she gave me everything I wanted. Everything I needed was there. So yeah, I'm with you guys. My mom, I know, is the most influential woman. I call her my strong black girl magic because she is amazing with us every way, by the way. But now <laughs> <laughs> can make the love sweet. Every, can make the love sweet. Love, every day we're fighting, but we, we don't need each other. But, so you guys are doing, you know, you guys are doing your thing. Uh, we saw a little man in the background, you know. And so how do you want... I just want to ask you guys, you know, after what's the day like for Tanya? How does she wind down when she, you know, how does that that whole winding down works for Miss Tanya? Um, well, for me, I really like to. Well, first of all, COVID helped me realize that sometimes, you know, you can do other things aside from happy hour to wind down. Oh. Um, I really got back into reading <laughs> and stuff hey. like that. I joined a book club, so you know. Um, I can find solace and like just um, and just peace from like it can range from you know if I'm home I'm trying to save a little bit of money it's reading a book it's watching some Netflix or whatever uh, you know living here and having family and friends all around the world sometimes it's video calling and just catching up um, other times like I love being out in the streets and it is like museums, art galleries, concerts, um, checking out new restaurants, new bars, um, getting content for my blog. So it can be a combination of things. Yeah. So Miss Cookie, how do you wind down? Do if there's down? anything in your life called winding down. Child. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so I wind down. Um, I love a good show. You know, let me just be honest with you. I wish I could be like Tanya and, you know, get into all the reading. I, my, my friend, um, Chantel, was the one who actually uh, like started the book club. And I'm like, nah, y- y'all go ahead and do that. You know what I mean? Tell me how the book is. But um but no, I uh, I wind down. I get into my I get into my shows, and um, that's how I wind down. And I also, um, you know, and and a lot of my shows are, are Creed shows. You know, what I mean, so I'm watching all the Disney flicks. But um, it's it's, it's fun for me. It is. It is. It's my re- it's my realization time because it's sometimes we gotta like uh, at least for me. I feel like I'm always on a screen. Um, yeah. like my laptop, my this, my that, and it's like, and I mean, even the, the TV is, is in a sense a, a, a screen, also, you know what I mean? But it's like, I'm not like in you know, engaged in it, like, I'm doing something, you know, like just not on my phone or, or you know, um, just um, doing something with him. So that's my way of winding down because I feel like I'm always on my phone and I'm always on my laptop. And um, I like to do that. And then another thing is just like, um, um, and that was, you know, COVID time and, and even still now a little bit. But beyond that, it's just, you know, getting out and doing, you know, um, fun activities um, uh, uh, around the DMV. But for the most part, I've, I've turned into a homebody. So, yeah, if I'm if, if, if I'm relaxing, I'm I'm just trying not to be in my emails and, 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 and on social media doing something. Yeah. I like, and before I forget, you guys saw Chantel. Chantel was also on the show last season. She sparked something in me that I'm doing. So I started this whole initiative called Pure Poverty based on her book that she wrote, John Jay Go Up River, where in the book there is a passage where the girl doesn't go to school because she's on her period. That, when I say that freaked me out, that freaked me out. I'm like, are you kidding me? And so because of that, I started this huge initiative we were able to provide past tampons to over 400 girls in liberia we are still supplying those girls right now because my team i have a team in liberia that's helping me so just shout out there chantelle always say her thank you because she just don't know what those words can do they really 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 got me going and so i really appreciate it <laughs> But you guys, our boss is in your own right. Like I said, you guys, our boss shit. That's what we actually brought. I asked you guys to come here on the show to be with me. But what is your boss style? And I will start with Cookie. What's your boss style? I I emulate my best bosses. You know what I mean? So that's my boss style. And I, I mean, I build upon it. But my best bosses that I had, and Bob was my boss once. And, um, you know, oh. shout out. Yeah, she was my boss. And shout out. Una Burke and Paul Mu. I'm just giving y'all um the um the 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 Liberian people since we're on a Liberian podcast or whatever. But yeah, so Baku Una Burke and Paul Mua, those they were my bosses, and um they were all people who um and I, I've had amazing bosses here in the U.S. too. So if y'all watching, I love y'all too. But they were always like pushing me to go beyond whether I leave the organization or not. You know what I mean? Like they want me to be my best self you know like not oh for the company or for this for that like they want me to grow as a person and it's like okay if you grow and you have to leave you know we don't want you to leave you know what i mean but if there's a better opportunity out there that that we're building you up for then you know so be it because we want you to be like great beyond our wildest imagination um and i think that that's my boss style and i feel like when i get feedback from um, you know, people who are, you know, like who work with me and, um, and, and who are in my space, it is, it, it's similar to that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, like cookie builds me up and, and things like that. So I, I definitely think that, that that's my boss style to just kind of, um, be in spaces with people who are, 
who are and also like not being the smart don't want to be the smartest person in the room and being in spaces you know what i mean that with people who motivate me and and, and drive me to that next direction and, and hopefully to be the same thing for other people who are you know who are coming up um i would say that my boss style where where i felt teams that i felt i've really flourished in and been able to like um, grow and produce the best like results um, has always been teams where there isn't like a strong hierarchy. So I would say for my boss style as well, I, I like to operate and work with people where everyone is open to speak, share ideas, you know, um, lead on areas that they know they are, you know, strongest at. Um, so that that's my boss style. I, I think that, um, you know, at the end of the day, it will be whoever, you know, the, the task team leaders that's going to be, you know, submitting the final document or pressing send, but we all know that it takes so many people to like put the reports together, like, and all of that. So it's, it's about um, acknowledging everyone uh, for their, you know, inputs. And then it's also about celebrating everyone. Um, I, I, I'm definitely someone that knows the power of, you know, um, constructive feedback, but then also, you know, being able to, to, you know, give people their praise, like when they've made even the smallest accomplishments. So I would say that's my boss style as well. Awesome. We started off talking about International Women's Day, National Women's History Month. Do you guys think it's important to have a day, International Women's Day, or a whole month set aside to celebrate women? Uh, I mean, I, I don't mind starting. I think it's absolutely important. Um, I don't think it needs to be a day. I, for, for me personally, I celebrate... Uh, I don't need a day, you know, I celebrate, I don't even need, I don't need Black History Month, I don't need Women History Month, I don't need International Women's Day, I celebrate um, being, I don't need July 26th, I celebrate being Black So yeah, to be honest, and then even when I think about my brand, you know, Creed Hair Care, just like a little bit of uh, uh, info for, you know, for the viewers, it's it is literally a woman-owned business. So I own the business. My supplies, my ingredients, my aloe vera, my everything, I source it from black women. Um, my bottles, black women. My my labels, black women. So all my everything that goes into my brand is black women. So it's truly like when when someone when 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 I get money, they get money because I gotta buy my bottles from them and I gotta buy my ingredients from them. And it's literally a black woman-owned business. So. Um, and, and like I mentioned it even before, you know, like I mentioned two women, um, but even now my boss is, is a woman. Like, I think, you know, like women supporting women, Tanya is like my best friend, women supporting women. We can do, I mean, we can do wonders, you know what I mean? When we work together and, and I don't like the narrative of, um, you know, like, I don't even know if that's still a narrative because I, 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 I don't consume I don't follow things that, that are like that. Things that I follow are very positive and stuff like that. So I don't consume negativity anyway. But I really, truly think that, like, that whole thing of, like, oh, women are don't get... No, I don't believe that. I've had amazing, um, you know, uh, uh, women bosses. And I think that, like, it's it's amazing what we can do together. And I love it. And I, I don't even think that we that, that we really celebrate it on a monthly basis. I think now it has become just a, a, a thing, you know? And it's, like, it's, it's an ongoing thing. All Every day is, like you know, women crush this and women this all throughout the year. I was, I was thinking back the other day and um, like Cookie and I um, participated in the Women's March. Um, what year was it? I think it was like 2017 or something. 
Yeah. So it's like, I think that as much as Cookie said, like, we are just in the space where it's just, a, it's innate within us. It's just what we do. You know, we love to promote black owned this or, you know, support friends, women owned, like minority owned, you know what I mean? Um, it, it is something that's become much more, you know, like mainstream. I still also think it's important to have, you know, um, months or like days where we can find, you know, ways to represent or to celebrate, you know, how far we've come, but then also to, you know, think back, you know, and, 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 you know, really assess, well, what more needs to be done? Cause you know, if it just, if it's just, if it's not, if it's not in existence, then we don't have the time to really sit back and think, okay, well, you know, like I love it. Um, Chantal, like black history month, remember she was sharing every day, she would share a different fact about like, you know, like a black, a significant black historical, you know, person event. And, you know, the same thing with like, women's I, I love learning about all these things that i didn't necessarily know before because it's either going to spark an idea or it's going to be inspirational or it's just you know good to know so that these things aren't forgotten i think uh supporting black businesses supporting black women i think is important i think what we as black people we need to make that conscious effort so when you walk into a store it's weird but that's what i do i look around i say okay oh no, ain't black people. I'm sorry. I walk outside and I go somewhere else. And people, be like, that's weird. No, it's not. Trust me. People who aren't my color do the same thing. So we really need to be conscious about supporting our black people, supporting black businesses, um, going to black restaurants. Um, if you need, what I think whatever space we think we, we need to get in, there are black people there. There are black people occupying the spaces and we need to take advantage of that. And so before we leave, because you guys don't believe it, it's almost 60 minutes. What do you think is one of the hardest things that women face today? Whether it's in a profession, personal life, whatever it is. I would say that, um, uh, at least from what I have seen and interestingly, you covered it like in this podcast, like just like two or three episodes ago, like just these expectations, these societal expectations, like women, like now, like we're supposed to be doing our damn thing at work. We're supposed to be killing it at home. The house is supposed to be clean. You're supposed to be the bearer of about three, four, five kids. And then, you know, I mean, you're juggling all of these things and don't get me wrong. There are super women out there, like, like that woman right there that are able to do it and, and make it look somewhat easy. You know what I mean? Um, but then there are other people who aren't able to do it or it's just not in, you know, their kind of, um, wish list. You know what I mean? They want to be career focused and they don't necessarily want kids. That's okay. But I think society, that's one of the things society just wants to box us. Like you are a woman, so you must be heterosexual. You are a woman. So you must have kids before you're this age, you, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like, okay, when will we just decide that we need to take charge? And like what I want, what makes me happy, what my purpose is, is X, Y, Z and family, friends, please be happy for me. Cause I'm happy for me. You know? Yeah. Girl, yes, you could not have said that better. And let me, when I tell you this, the laundry that's upstairs right now, that's that I can't even find the floor. Okay. So, um, you know, there's all, there's that, you know, you can't, you, you, you can't win at everything. You know what I mean? But outsource, outsource people, outsource um, if you can. Um, but no, I think that, um, for me, I think the hardest thing about being a woman is, um, it's just like when you think about, um, just, it equal like the, the 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 spectrum. You know what I mean? It's 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 men, mm -hmm. it's white men, 
Mm-hmm. I don't even know if, if it goes white women. I think it might go white men, black men, white women. Am I, 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 I correct there? Yeah, okay. you correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White men, black men, and then white women. Like, and, white then, women and then black women. And then black women. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think that to be, to be to be honest, I think that's the hardest thing. You know what I mean? Because it's like we are literally um, we always gotta we we always we always hustling. You know what I mean? We always gotta prove ourselves. You know what I mean? And I hope that 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 that, that I hope that goes away. You know what I mean? Because it's like we've already proven ourselves, and um, society just needs to just needs to catch up. In in all honesty, yeah. And. That's it, people. This was the conversation with Anna Ibrahim and Cookie Vincent Osset. And so this has been great, you guys. I appreciate you coming here, giving us wisdom, um, just sharing knowledge with us. And I think that's one of the most important things for me when it comes to International Women's Day or Women's History Month is where we have women share with us their story, put us in their place and let us see it from their um, perspective. And so that's how we've had all these amazing women. Um, we ask you to, you know, just, you will be back again. I'll let you know that. But I said, thank you for coming. We appreciate you guys. And you guys have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. We love the conversation. Um, been loving it since you came out with it. All the guests that you have, it's just always getting better and better and better. Um, and yes, I'm, I'm so excited for the additional seasons to come, but thanks for inviting us here today. Um, and thanks for the conversation. Thanks for the topic. Um, always great topics and, and, and definitely needed and, and, and what better person um, than you. Thank you. Appreciate it. This was the conversation outspoken and opinionated the podcast for the extreme outspoken and opinionated villager. Thank you for listening, and if you like what you heard, follow us, leave a review, and support us by joining our Patreon.